welcome to the Tao of Our Understanding Recovery Podcast. In this podcast, we discuss mystical works of literature and how they relate to recovery. We hope you enjoy today's podcast episode. Hello, this is Buddy C. Welcome to the Tao of Our Understanding Recovery Podcast. Today we have Brian and Craig. Good to have you guys. We've got a short, got a small crowd today. We're going to talk about the 27th verse of the Tao Te Ching. We were going to talk about that with uh, Sensei, but if he pops in, we'll discuss it with him. If not, we'll just have a discussion of it. A couple of announcements. We've stopped recording every week like we used to, and we're going to continue like this for the time being uh, because the other Thursdays, we're having a meeting, usually have more folks than this, but we have a meeting and discuss something recovery related and have more of a um, a non-recorded meeting that people can talk a little more honestly that are kind of a little afraid of being recorded that would rather not talk about, you know, some personal things that are going out on a podcast, which is understandable. So we'll talk about different Dow related uh, and really more like an AA meeting with a Dow topic. And you got to remember with the Dow, it's not that we're Taoist. None of us are, but we learned that the principles of Taoism relate to our recovery, much like the principles of AA related to our ideas of God and a higher power. So it's not a religion. It's just that we saw how they fit very well. All the principles we talk about and all the literature that uh, just speaks to us. So that's what we discuss in this podcast. If you've never listened, we'll probably continue with one a month. Uh, you can go to buddyc.org and get a lot of details of different things we have going on. We'll do this meeting at 4 p.m. on Eastern on Thursdays. Join the Facebook group. Our link's in the, the episode notes. Uh, and then you can get the link from that to come to our meeting. Or uh, we use the same link for Tuesday night. The link, if you if you just go directly to the Zoom link, it's taoaameeting.com. That's a direct link to the Zoom link for this meeting and the 9 p.m. Eastern meeting on Tuesdays. Uh, be logged into your Zoom account because we use that for authentication so we don't have to uh, have a password. So that keeps the the little munchkins down a little bit and keeps us from getting uh, bombed so much. But anyway, come join us sometime. We'll just talk about how, uh, talk about recovery and how the Tao relates to recovery. If you don't know what the Tao is, uh, the Tao Te Ching is a path of virtue is basic, is the basic translation of that. You could have a Tao of anything. It's the path of. It's the path of. The Tao of recovery would be the path of recovery. You'll see that in a lot of book titles. But it really is um, a lot of acceptance, a lot of just everyday examples from nature 
that point us toward the principles that we find in recovery, the principles of surrender, the principles of letting go, the the principles of uh, reciprocity, where, you know, we get back what we give, all those things. So today we're going to talk about the 27th verse and how it relates to our recovery. Anyone have a translation they would like to read? Buddy, I'll read the uh, Derek Lynn. Okay. Good traveling does not leave tracks. Good speech does not seek faults. Good reckoning does not use counters. Good closure needs no bar and yet cannot be opened. Good knot needs no rope and yet cannot be untied. Therefore, the sages often save others, and so do not abandon anyone. They often save things, and so do not abandon anything. This is called following enlightenment. Therefore, the good person is the teacher of the bad person. The bad person is the resource of the good person. Those who do not value their teachers and do not love their resources Although intelligent, they are greatly confused. This is called the essential worker. Thanks. Thanks, Brian. I'll read Stephen Mitchell's. A good traveler has no fixed plans and is not intent upon arriving. A good artist lets his intuition lead him wherever it wants. A good scientist has freed himself of concepts and keeps his mind open to what is. Thus, the master is available to all people and doesn't reject anyone. He is ready to use all situations and doesn't waste anything. This is called embodying the light. When is a good man? What is a good man but a bad man's teacher? And what is a bad man but a good man's job? If you don't understand this, you will get lost, however intelligent you are. It is the great secret. Hmm. Oh, does it run open? Yeah, go ahead. With enough practice, you could come and go without a trace. Speak without stumbling over words to complicated math problems in your head. You could build a door with no lock that nobody could open. You could tie something down with no knots, without even a rope, and nobody could pry it loose. Masters have time to help everybody and ignore nobody. They use their resources wisely, wasting nothing. Some people call this following the light. Good people teach others because they have the potential to be good too. Brains count for nothing if you fail to respect your teachers or to honor the potential in others. That's one of the most important lessons of Tao. Huh. Hmm. Honor the potential in others. Isn't that the sign of a good leader? Somebody that coaches and develops and brings people on, even if it means they're going to be better than them at one point or at one stage. It's a massive difference between a leader and a boss. And I also entitled it, All is Your Teacher. Is, hmm. is my title from before. Let me go ahead and read the Jonathan uh, Snow, verse 27. John Snow is in. Oh, I'm sorry. Jonathan Starr. John's, Did I hear it again? 
What was that? Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Yeah, do it again. (laughs) Jonathan Starr. Oh my God. I was thinking about not, buddy, don't do it. Don't do it, buddy. (laughs) Yeah, buddy did it. (laughs) Buddy did it and didn't even know he did it. Actually, after I said, I said, good. I didn't say the wrong thing. I thought to myself. (laughs) All right. Verse 27, Jonathan Starr. A knower of the truth travels without leaving a trace, speaks without causing harm, gives without keeping an account. The door he shuts, though having no lock, cannot be opened. The knot he ties, though using no cord, cannot be undone. The sage is always on the side of virtue, so everyone around him prospers. He is always on the side of truth, so everything around him is fulfilled. The path of the sage is called the path of illumination. He who gives himself to this path is like a block of wood that gives itself to the chisel. Cut by cut, it is honed to perfection. Only a student who gives himself can receive the master's gift. If you think otherwise, despite your knowledge, you have blundered. Giving and receiving are one. They're called the great wonder, the essential mystery, the very heart of all that is true. He has a lot of good ones in that. Wasn't there a name for the wooden block? What do you mean? I'm sure I'm sure years ago we discussed this this wooden block that you could make anything out of. The unca- uncarved block? Something like that. That's what it was called, the uncarved block, yes. Do what, Brian? I said, I'll read Wayne Dyer. Okay. It's 27th verse. A knower of the truth travels without leaving a trace, speaks without causing harm, gives without keeping an account. The door he shuts, although having no lock, cannot be opened. The knot he ties though using no cord, cannot be undone. Be wise and help all beings impartially, abandoning no one. Waste no opportunities. This is called following the light. What is a good man but a bad man's teacher? What is a bad man but a good man's job? If the teacher is not respected and the student is not cared for, confusion will arise. However clever one is, this is the great secret. I was looking in here at, at the, the commentary from uh, from from Dr. Wayne Dyer, and it says uh, uh, it says Lao Tzu advises you to give without keeping an account or expect something in return, for this is the nature of the Tao, and you are of the Tao. Well, that's like uh, Star said that the sage is always on the side of virtue. So everyone around him prospers. Virtue's love. Yeah. So it's not that to say that the Tao is on the side of the sage. It's the sage is on the side the of the Tao. the Tao. Okay. The Tao is always on the side of virtue. Always, always, always. So what we have to do is get on the side of virtue. And that's what we're covering that course, really. Yeah. Get our fear out of the way. Yeah. So we can actually 
love someone without hooks. We can be kind without expecting things in return. Yeah. I wasn't able to wait. You had to give it away to keep it. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't able to before. I didn't know how. I was always, every action of mine was to protect or pacify fear. And that doesn't work. I like this too, where he says he gives himself to this path like a block of wood, like the uncarved block, gives himself to the path. That's so much different than trying to work the path. (laughs) Yeah. Do we give ourselves to recovery or are we trying to work recovery real hard? Big difference. It's like a lot of people saying there's so much work involved in doing the steps. You're like, no, there's not. All you do is do the steps. We give we give ourselves to the steps, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. You surrender to it. Surrender. There's that word again. And, you know, it's interesting. When you surrender, and I know this is being nitpicky with words, and I know it is. But here we go. But here we go. <laughs> I have, I used to think, that it was my higher power, my God, whatever name I want to put on it, that helped me with things, helped me with my recovery, helped me with whatever I I prayed and believed and I was helped. But that didn't work for my drinking. Not until I gave myself to alcohol. I said, you know, I can't fight you anymore. All of a sudden, uh, the the uh, desire left, and and I couldn't put my I couldn't get my head around why that worked for a long time. But what I realized was, well, if if you're in the military and you're you're in a war and you're beaten and you surrender to the enemy, what do you do? You stop fighting. Yeah. First of all, secondly, you lay down all your weapons. You don't hold any back, and you no longer fight. That is surrender. Precisely. So, so we have to do the same thing with uh, in recovery. We have to give ourselves to it. So, so we say, okay, well, if we do that, does that mean we drink all the time? I said, no, it does not mean that because once I did that, I realized what my real job was. The way I surrender is by helping someone else. I go to a meeting. Um, I start working the steps. I learn to be a little vulnerable. I learn to be honest with another person, not share all of my crap in a meeting like on TV. That's not how it is. That's not how we do AA. We don't talk about personal things in an AA meeting. We only talk about personal things to our sponsors. Not everybody talking about how bad their day was. No, that's just, I see that. I'm like, that's bullshit. That's not the way it works. <laughs> uh, do y'all do that too? I, I fuss at the TV when I see that stuff. I said, that's that's not the way AA is. But well, it's, it's funny because if, we, if we're watching stuff and like an AA meeting comes on TV, they'll turn and say, is that what you do, Dad? <laughs> you this, no. <laughs> uh yeah, you know, and so, but we start working these steps to help us to where we can, we can let go. 
we can learn how, because we're not taught to surrender in life. That's the last thing. There's nothing about our lives at all. We're taught to work harder, do better, double down. And it's all about me. It's all about you. So it's all about, you know, you put you number one. Yeah. Then maybe help someone, Craig, once you have it figured out, go help mm-hmm. somebody else. Then, yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah, but that, that's uh, that's that's always been the attitude. You know, you you have to succeed in life. And I think we, I think my, I think the the values of what we need to do to succeed in life are a bit jaded, and I think pushed from an early age onto the wrong side of things. You know, pull, pull yourself up. What is it uh, by your bootstrap? You know, all those, all those sayings. You know, yeah. but it's all about push, push, push. You know, fight, fight, fight. No surrender of any kind. So then we see here, though, this text is full of surrender, isn't it? First of all, the knower of truth travels without leaving a trace, speaks without causing harm, gives without keeping an account. That means there's no agenda. That means there's kindness and consideration, right? Yep. And because he's on the side of virtue, the door he shuts, even though it has no lock, it can't be opened. That's not him sitting there doing that. The knot he ties, though using no cord, it cannot be undone. I see a lot of steps six and seven in this. So the, 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 the principles of the steps are the opposite of the character defects. Yeah. We really do have to give ourselves to this program. This cut by cut the block is honed to perfection because the block gives itself to the chisel. We give ourselves to whatever path, what we have going on. You know, there's some open-mindedness there. Uh, Only the student who gives himself can receive the master's gift. We have to give to receive. You know, if if I think I have everything figured out, I will never hear the answer. I have to come at life from an open-mindedness that produces, uh, that shows me the solutions I'm looking for. My, my real job, so to speak, is to get in a, a position to hear and be aware. It's not really to accomplish anything. It's accomplished for me. Yeah, if you if you think otherwise, despite your knowledge, you have blundered. Giving and receiving are one. Wow. That's powerful. I keep thinking about that uncarved block. The what? The uncarved block. Oh. Do, do, we, do we need to go back to the subtitles thing? Is that what it is? Do, do, are we not meeting enough anymore that we need... To... Translation you're not, again. You're so, not talking to Americans enough to where your your Scottish is getting more is rougher. That could reason. be what it is. Yeah, I'm, I'm too you trim your beard so that your words come out. It's wisdom. It's wisdom that grows this beard. So oh, okay. <laughs> every single day, do we start off as an uncarved block, and our experiences during that day carve us into something new, and then overnight it resets, so we get another day to maybe work on how we want to be carved. Okay. Yeah, that it, could kind of, it could kind of be like a groundhog day and 
it goes to the um, the part in the big book says we're not cured of alcoholism. What we have is a daily reprieve contingent on the maintenance of our spiritual condition. So every single day it resets and we have another opportunity to to do the best that we can for, for everybody else. Yeah, I can see that because the uncarved block is an intention. You know, you're saying that I am open. That I'm giving myself to whatever is going on, then then you have the opportunity as you give yourself for you to be formed. Yeah, because I'm I'm not forming myself. I'm not confident. I like the uh, there's a there's a graphic that I saw, and it's a guy, and he, he's made a rock, and he's chiseling it himself. He's chiseling himself into what he wants to be. But I think with that uncarved block. I see everybody else chiseling me into what I am. So my interactions with people and how I how, how I am with everybody else, they get to carve a little bit out of this block and into what they see. Yeah. But you can't be carved if you're not giving yourself. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Huh. Yeah, that's good. Huh. It's interesting how Stephen Mitchell took this too, and he said that when I first read, thus the, ma- the master is available to all people. Before that, he says he keeps his mind open. And he says, because of all this, he's available to all people. I thought, okay, to uh, for him to give, I was thinking, you know. But that's not really the way he translated it. He says he doesn't reject anyone. He's ready to use all situations. It's really, he doesn't reject people who bring him correction. He doesn't reject teachers is the way Mitchell went with this. So he's ready to use all situations and doesn't waste anything. This is called embodying the light. And he's talking about he doesn't waste any opportunity to learn is the way I read that nor any opportunity to teach either one. Yeah, that's good. I like that opportunities to learn as opposed to an opportunity for me to strip my stuff and say, right, everybody listen to me. Derek Lynn says the sages do not give up on anyone. Everyone plays a role and everyone has an impact. Good individuals can serve as teachers and examples for us. Not so good individuals are just as useful because we can observe the consequences of their negative actions and learn what not to do. I have a person at work, and I've probably mentioned them about a hundred times. Really, you have an issue with work? No, not work. Not not work, but somebody at work. Work is fine. It's just there's somebody, just the same somebody for the past twenty odd years. Yeah, it's just exactly what Brian was saying. Any interaction with I have him, he teaches me how not to be with people. He teaches me how not to treat people. He teaches me that I can do so much better than the way that he interacts with people. Um, I see a lot of people coming away from interactions from a place of fear rather than coming away from a place of love. So as, as I go into, it's going into an, an appraisal meeting and he beats you down, and you come out feeling worse than you did when you went in, rather than the exact opposite of how the appraisal should be. You know, you're supposed to come out feeling motivated, energized, and want to go out and do stuff. But you come in and think, holy fuck, why did I go in? 
No, what did I do this for? So this this person to me, and and, and people find it funny because they say, like, why, why do you still talk to him? Why do you still interact with him? And when I say it, I'm like, he teaches me so much. They're kind of confused. And when I explain, like, he shows me how not to be with people. If I ever behave like that, if I'm ever like that towards you, then, you know, I, I really hope you pull me up and say, look, Craig, that's just not how, that's not how you are. So I think everybody can teach us something. And I, I love the part about, you know, what is a good man, but a, a bad man's teacher. Yeah. I think there is Everyone so much steps six and seven in this. Everyone has their place, right? Yep. Everybody is everybody a spiritual teacher of some sort for us, whether we like it or not. Yeah. Sometimes we're, sometimes we're the bug and sometimes we're the windshield, right? I remember that. Yeah. It's, it's, it's actually funny because I, I, I like using this, this sort of phraseology around about Thanksgiving and Christmas and New Year when we're having to put up with people that we wouldn't normally sit around with, like, like Uncle Bucko or whoever you guys call him, you know, sit around he's, he's sitting giving his opinions on this and, you know, how you should be doing this and how you should be doing that. And, you know, if, if I was in charge of this country, I would be doing this, that, and the other. And you're like, yeah, okay then, you know, I just have to love you, Uncle Buck. Oh, you, yours would be Uncle Seamus or something, right? Uncle Seamus, yeah, that's right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. <laughs> Any other comments, guys? Sheamus is, is more Irish. It'd probably be Angus or something like that. Angus. We, Angus. Angus. we had a, a competition to name one of the research vessels for what was a, 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 it's like a, a submarine that was going down. Um, and it was David Attenborough put out, you know, we, we need a name for this. Like, so they'd made the, the, the stupid mistake of putting it to the public and we we came up with Booty McBoatface as the name of this this submersible. And they went with the they went with the majority, so Booty McBoatface. So so anything with a muck in front of it is is usually good Scottish. So Booty McBoatface. Yeah, I hear Angus and I think of A C D C so and there's yeah. Yeah. I don't think we're Australian. No, they came from Scotland, though. They immigrated. Oh, okay. 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 So, you don't know who that is, Craig? Don't give me that. <laughs> they, did, they, they done Thunderstruck, didn't they? From well, They did a lot of music better than that before, you know, back in the 70s. The when? The decade you were born. <laughs> so, I was on the end of that decade. But Callum did remind me that I was born in the 1900s. <laughs> Anything else, guys? That's a good conversation today. What nugget did you guys, yeah. what, what's your biggest nugget? Brian, you got something, sir? Go ahead. You know, I I was actually going to share, I, uh, I really liked uh, Craig's story about work. Uh, you know, and, and always trying to learn from somebody. I've got a similar situation with a customer and, uh, he actually, a couple of weeks ago, he was telling me one day that he really raised hell with his, with his guys, you know, and, and, uh, a few days later I stopped by and he says, uh, he, and, and let me back up. I, I see a lot of the old Brian 
in this guy because I used to be that way. And uh, anyway, I, a few days later, I stopped in and he tells me about how well things are going and everybody's doing a good job. And I said, well, did you tell him? And he says, no, man, you don't do that. You don't do that. And I just thought, <laughs> just kind of shook my head, you know. And uh, so, yeah, yeah, I really, uh, I really got a lot from this conversation. I appreciate it. See, what frustrates me about this person at work is he's very too, he's very two faced. So he'll say things to you on a one on one, but he'll say better things like in a group setting. So we, we now have a WhatsApp. I have so many WhatsApp groups. I've got a WhatsApp group for every store that I do work for. So, I'm, and I've got all the recovery groups and different bits and bobs. So this guy actually started a WhatsApp group for his team. And he came on the other day. He was like, you know, fantastic day. We've done so much target. We took so much money and this, that, and that. Everybody did an absolutely fantastic job. And you talked to him the next day and he's like, you know, we really need to be doing harder. You know, you should be working hard on this, that. And I'm like, hang on, what happened? You went from being this, you know, motivational guy to this guy that's just beating you with a stick. And I think it goes back to the, um, the pushing things. You know, sometimes the harder we push, the, the more likely something is going to break. And I see this in teams. The more a, a boss pushes and pushes and pushes, he's going to break his team rather than mold them into what they, the, the potential that they have. Um, but I love, I love this verse. It's a, it's a great. It's a great tool to use in, in the work situations, and obviously for, for step six and seven, I, I I keep going back to six and seven. Somebody was asking me the other day, says, "Look, you know, what's the crux of your program?" And for myself, it has to be working step six and seven, recognize my defects of character, and mm-hmm. you know, th- th- there's not much in the big book about working step six and seven. But really, what we're doing is identifying the defects of characters that we have, and turning them over practicing the opposite of what we have. And when I when I think of step six and seven, I think to myself, my way of doing six and seven is, you know, step six is, am I willing to work this program to the best of my ability? And step seven is, go on then, do it. You know, let's we've made that conscious decision that this is what we're going to be doing. So I see a lot of that in this, this step as well. Again, the good man's teacher, the, 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 the good man is the bad man's teacher and the, and the likes. Uh, Stephen Mitchell gave three things at the first of his translation that would really help us see how to give ourselves up to something. It said that the good traveler has no fixed plan, is not intent on arriving. In other words, no real expectations. You might have a plan, but it's not fixed. You know, you don't get upset if it doesn't go exactly the way that you got it planned to go. Almost like the journey, not the destination. Yeah. 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 The second one is that the good artist lets his intuition lead him. So in other words, can we let our intuition lead us? Big book talks about that. That becomes a working part of the mind. Promises will we'll be amazed. How does it say it? We'll intuitively know how to handle situations. That we never- that used, used to baffle oh, us. Uh, and then thirdly, it says the good scientist freed himself of concept and keeps his mind open to what is acceptance. Yeah. So you've got low expectations, 
you've got intuitive leading, and you've got acceptance with an open mind. That's all the things that we, and then we can start opening ourselves up to things. When things present themselves to us, instead of us fighting them, we say, oh, okay, is this an opportunity for me to change, or is this an opportunity to share experience for someone else? Yep. I'm a fan of the low expectations. That way I can never be disappointed. There you go. I'm still working on that, Craig. I still uh I still get disappointed, you know. Really? I do. Sometimes in sponsees, but not that often. <laughs> <laughs> you know what in particular I want to mention? Uh they say expectations are premeditated resentments. They are. Thank you, Brian. That's a good one. Yeah. For me. <laughs> Well, they are. I, I really have that with sponsees, and, and you know, one of them, one of them came back after a, a serious relapse, and he's like, you know, I, you know, I'm sorry to disappoint you. I'm like, well, you didn't disappoint me. You know, I have absolutely no expectations whatsoever. That that way, I can never be disappointed in anything you guys do. Let me tell my let me tell my story. I haven't told this in a long time. This is a good one. I had a friend of mine. This actually happened to him. Uh, he kept doing business with his brother. And his brother kept screwing him and cheating him on money. He'd do it. And his sponsor said, just stop doing business with him. Yeah, I know. I know. And you keep doing it over and over and over again. And his sponsor told him, he says, you have a gun? He said, yeah. Do you, th- do you think I should shoot myself? He says, no, shoot me. I'm tired of hearing this. <laughs> He said, I never mentioned it to my sponsor again. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, good. Yeah. Uh, but it is about being open-hearted, being available, and having that attitude of uh, kindness and being of help. You know, it's all of those things that, and it's so easy. Our part is we don't have to push and do all of that uh, responsibility, fear-driven action and in hindsight when i did that it really didn't help anything anyway things worked out many times those things just got in the way they didn't help anything my push 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 very rarely brought any results whatsoever yeah that's good guys thank you are you you saying that i don't have to be the director you can just be a caddy on the course is that a basketball reference or is it Golf caddy. Golf. It's no, what my It's a basketball yeah. caddy. Yes, basketball. <laughs> it's football. Football. <laughs> O-O-T. Not. Soccer. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, All right. y'all, anything else? We'll no, it's genius. Good meeting. Thank you. And maybe yeah. in a 9 p.m. Eastern sometime this month or in a 4 p.m. Thursday. Uh, always four, always uh, uh, Eastern time. And then uh, we'll do another recording the first of next month. And uh, maybe since they'll make it next month, you know, on second thought, I don't think I emailed him. I think it's my fault. I'll have to uh, talk to him about that. So well, you guys have a great week. Yep, you too. We'll see y'all soon. Hello, this is Buddy C. I wanted to make you aware of several recovery-related resources that I've posted in the episode description. These resources include a list of recovery podcasts, a free sober meditation app, 
daily recovery email, shared Google recovery calendars. Hope you put some of these resources to use and have a great week. Thank you for listening to the Tao of Our Understanding Recovery Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends in recovery.